welcome once. I'm gone. Right, okay, right, I'll do it. <clears throat> welcome, guys. This is uh, week 11 of the Away End, Series 1. These guys on Zoom are absolutely pissing themselves at me because I have to say it twice, and I'm not going to this week. But what have we got going on? We've got Shawnee Pops in again down in London. Give us a shout, mate. All right, guys. Good to be back. And that usual twat over in London who pisses himself every time I have to do the introduction. James, give me a shout, mate. Yes, yes. Got a mouthful of cheese string. Old school, that, mate. So... What have we got on this week? Well, We've got no boring questions or anything like that. We're not going to yeah, find out about yeah. anyone's clubs or anything. Straight, I think straight into the action, really, because, I mean, apart from the absolute bore fest that was Man United versus Chelsea, all the other games seem remotely... Arsenal, Arsenal-Leicester was a bit of a, a, a shitter, wasn't it, as well? It was probably know, the well, first weekend since the season started where there wasn't anything crazy. I mean, obviously, the, the match day is not over because Spurs are kicking off in 38 minutes, but... There, was, there wasn't any crazy results. No, and also I think it's the first week where they've had to concentrate on other other tournaments, European football back. So I think managers are probably looking at, you know, different teams or different formations going forward in terms of who they're playing against in the mate, we, league, we, right? we, We've had our mind on the Europa League for weeks, mate. Been, been well into that tactical battle. Yeah, and it, well, mate, tactics and Mourinho aren't exactly a thing, though, are they, mate? He has one tactic and that's that's it, mate. Oh, and, and also the fact Sean's going into this completely blind. Oh, something like that, yeah. Goals were scored, footballs were kicked, players were fouled, mate. And you're about yeah, to find out about a lot of it. Played. <laughs> and, and Arsenal lost again. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> You've been keeping that up your sleeve the whole time, haven't you? Yeah. Waiting for us to be able to talk about that. That's all. I'm, I'm going now, guys. I'll see yeah, you yeah. That's all I've got. What wasn't the first time, and it won't be the last. Um, but this this start chronological order as we always do, which was the which was the Friday night game, Villa versus Leeds. Right? That was some tasty vibes. I thought. I mean. What do you yeah, think, mate. boys? I think Grealish was pretty hard done by, mate, and we're straight in there with a the Grealish reference. Um, I'm, I'm happy that we're going to talk about him again, mate. <laughs> he was on the losing side this week. <laughs> he looked fucking lively, mate. He looked dangerous first half. Yeah. He got into a lot of like decent positions and stuff. I think if he'd have been a bit more clinical, it could have been a very different game straight from the off. I mean, considering the form Aston Villa are on as well. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the first first game they've lost isn't it it's in, in first six games right I think I, I'm saying I think I read it on Sky Sports News about two hours ago so I'm going to say it is like... Mate, everything we say on this podcast is I think no one actually knows what they're on about <laughs> there's an asterisk next to everything basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah basically but I mean Leeds are doing bits though mm. yeah yeah, it's crazy. They're, isn't they're it? not they're not shy of a goal that's for sure I was going to say they're not they, they, they seem to have like no fear it's like a David and Goliath situation, like not particularly with this game, but other games. Look how they came out the fucking gates at Liverpool. So I don't know. It's quite brave of them. Well, I was just going to say, like they've they've lost four three, won four three, won one nil against Sheffield United, drew one one with City, then lost to Wolves one nil, then beat Villa three nil. I mean, like fair play to them. Like they've like you said, they got no fear. And like yeah, Patrick Bamford that second goal. You know what, James? I laughed at you, and a lot of people on this podcast have laughed at you. Not just in general, but they have laughed at you when you suggested that there was something to do with the high scoring games and and good finishes and stuff like that were to do with the ball, the new ball. Everyone was like, fuck off, mate, laughing at you. 
you know what? The more we get through the season and the more that players like Patrick Bamford, who, let's be honest, like, I thought he was a good player, but he, I, I, I spoke to my Leeds mate, who's going to be on next week. He said, There's, I've not seen him hit a ball. Like that second goal, which he scored, was an absolute screamer. Uh, more, more facts, second goal out of 30, which he scored for Leeds outside the box. So that shows that he's not really having, you know, many attempts from outside the box. James, maybe you're onto something, mate. Maybe this whole, this new ball situation might actually be something to do with it, mate. Mate, you heard it here first, honestly. We might only have 20 <laughs> listeners, but they all heard it here first. You heard it here first, Sean. I'm, um, I'm a fan. I mean, I love goals, so. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Murphy, I love goals. I love, I love goals. <laughs> I was listening to um, the Guardian Football Podcast, which is is good if you want your kind of bi-weekly football dose. Um, and they were talking about how Bamford is one of these rare breed of kind of educated footballers in that he... Um, He's not thick as shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, didn't want, I, I didn't want to go there, mate. But yeah, you did, obviously. Um, but he, uh, he got offered a, a business study scholarship from Harvard University, turned it down. And then went on loan to like Middlesbrough the season after, I think. And it was like, mate, you could have been studying at, at Harvard. Oh, I think it was two seasons after he went to Middlesbrough on loan, after he turned it down when he was at Chelsea. And they were like, hmm... <laughs> I got, I got a lot of time for him. Anyway, we're going to talk Leeds next week. Like I said, we move past that, mate. Move to the next game. And uh, I mean, like you said, it seems to me like Manchester City really ain't got out the blocks, have they, at the moment? They're um, struggling a little bit. I think there's a, a kind of a wider conversation to, have, to be had about City and what's going on there with them. But I think, first of all, you've got to just you got to fucking praise West Ham as much as it pains me to do it, mate. Like, I don't know. Two weeks yeah. in a row against the top six. Like, they always... West Ham, like, like a few people have said, I think Joe said it last week, uh, that West Ham always seem to turn up against the big six. Like, they just love it. I, um, I saw a tweet about an hour ago and it said, West Ham just play the big six every week. They don't play anyone else. They're just literally. always playing the top six. Yeah, like, literally. I've never, seen, I've never seen them playing when they're playing anyone else. <laughs> It's just always a derby against the top six. It's yep. true, isn't it? What are some other things like that? Like when you, there's always like Champions League group stages where it always seems to be the same teams and Juve, Barca, always or or yeah. Bayern. Or when you get to the quarterfinals, there's always Bayern versus Barca. There's there's City always have a really easy cup run in every competition. They they played Leon like eight times in the Champions League. And there's Barca and Real Madrid are always playing Getafe like all the time. Yeah, because <laughs> that's the only team they ever play in the league. Only <laughs> as well to do with the fact that their rights for how we view in in England anyway is like Sky basically just divvy it up between Real and Barca, and then because like Getafe's a a, um, a a like a direct rival with Barca, you see them a lot as well as against Real. But it's fucking it's warm balls, isn't it? Warm balls in the draws, boys. I don't know what that means, mate. Do you want to explain? <laughs> No, there's, no that, there's, that, there's that thing, isn't there, that they, they heat, like when they, they heat oh, the balls, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I have heard that before. I think we've got our episode title there, to be fair. <laughs> Warm balls in the draw, mate, yeah. Um, yeah. What was the one Billy T said earlier? But, um, the Bundesliga is just, the only fixture is Gladback versus Wolfsburg. That's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just play each other every week, yeah. 
But yeah, I mean, there's not a lot to be said about West Ham apart from how fucking good they are at the moment. I know, I know they had a good draw against us, but they're so like one game on, one game off. They turn into like a masterclass for one game and then they have a really shite game. I think if they could do the basics, like, well, if they could beat the non-top six, they'd be a great side. Yeah. I, I rate Antonio as well. He's a fucking beast. Like, I feel sorry for him some weeks because they're absolute shite, but he's always really good. And I feel like he does it on his own quite a lot. So I feel a bit... Oh, I was going to say big shout out to, have you seen, do you see his goal? Fucking yeah. hell. What a, what a goal that is! Like, so what is going on at City then? I don't know, man. You know, like if they don't get something this season, when we're saying something, I don't even know if FA Cup would be enough. FA Cup maybe saves him, but we've had Sean on before, and I I know what you're going to say. Like, you think Pep's going after this season, right? Yeah, maybe. Well, I thought if he won the Champions League, I mean, if 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 they have a few more bad results in the league, I guess he'll just chuck everything at the Champions League because they've not won that yet. So uh, there's some of the what was I I was reading about like some of the players like um, Gundogan and Bernardo Silva and people like that. They're just not. Their form's so off at the moment. They're they're kind of shining light at that team at the moment. Is Phil Foden, mm. which is it says a lot, really. Sterling, when he's not shagging Swedish birds. <laughs> Swedish, Icelandic, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't watch internationals. Fuck that. One thing one <laughs> thing I would say about City is like a big thing which might have been a little bit overlooked is the fact that losing like players like company last season David Silva and even to a certain extent like Joe Hart I know he went like two or three seasons ago like in terms of like a commanding voice in like the dressing room like I'm not really sure who has like take Vinny company was always like you could tell like if they were down one nil at half time he's going in with Pellegrini or whoever he was under at the time and he is giving them an absolute roasting, right? But now, oh, yeah. like, does, do they get to a certain point where, like, they just tune Pep out and they're sort of like, yeah, whatever, man. Like, you're telling us to run every single game. Like, you're telling us the same things all the time. Like, it's kind of good sometimes to have, like, a Vinnie Company or a David Silva. Maybe not Silva. I don't know how commanding he was. But experience and stuff, like, I do think that's a quite underrated thing, which maybe we didn't think about so much at the start of the season but well, I think I was was I chatting to you about this Sean or was it someone else but I was saying about how like I do feel <clears throat> certain managers just after a certain amount of time like particularly like Mourinho as well like they have this do or die attitude where you have to give everything on the pitch and after three four five years if you've been there that whole time that's just not going to be as effective if it's no. you lot versus the world you get kind of sick of hearing that I think I think that's yeah. why I love the home so much because like you have to work so hard and be so good to win it. It's not sustainable. Like you can't do that every season. It's just impossible. Yeah, yeah. Like, men- the me- mentally, it's so draining. Like that when City pit Liverpool to the title, like that was. I knew someone was going to explode after that because it was just so ridiculous. Like the, the onslaught of wins and form and stuff. So. His, uh, his contract's up at the end of this season, so wouldn't surprise me if he takes another sabbatical. I don't think he'll be extending. I mean, I know it's early days, but they're 13th right now, which uh, I, know, I know we're only six games in, but you'd think they'd be a little higher up than that now. And if realistically, if you look at the difference between 13th and like fifth, it's like three mm. points or something. And obviously like, you know, or four points. But... I think it's three points separating the top eight teams. So it's like, you know, it's not, it's not insurmountable at the moment, but I do agree, man. I think... And if they don't turn it around and they do something really serious, then I think yeah, it could be uh, could be curtains for Pep. I think this season's definitely more interesting because if you if you lost one game last season, you were never going to win the league, mm. which which is shit. Like now, 
there's some weird teams at the top. Everyone's really close. Anything can happen. I think that's everyone's lost a game or two. Like, mm. and I think, like we said a couple of weeks ago, I think uh, Virgil Van Dijk going out is like a massive, massive hit for Liverpool in terms of just like confidence and like dressing room confidence and stuff. I think there will be Liverpool are definitely going to lose some games. Like you said, it's not going to be like like it was last season. Definitely not. I don't think it's, and, it's show, it also showed how pathetic some Liverpool fans are. Like saying they were going to find Pickford on the street <laughs> and beat him up and this and that. And I was just like, it's football. Yeah, and like I feel like any other team that had been sad and it had just been okay, but it was it was the pundits as well saying like how bad it was and this and that. Like everyone's so up Liverpool's ass, I find. But then we we spoke about this last week and we said like Van Dijk is like the face of that that modern Liverpool team. He is like as soon as he came in, it, it started going their way. He's like their almost like their talisman. The fact that he hasn't literally like Danny Brown Brown was saying last week that. He hasn't missed one minute of football since January 2018. To have that much of a consistent presence at the back, it just unifies the whole team. Like when, when they're at a set piece, the first thing they look to, where's Van Dyke? Right, you're telling us where the line is, where we're holding to. Like you're telling us who, obviously, we're all players in our own right. We're d- defending who we want to, but they're always, I bet they're always just like looking at him. So for, to not have that now, it will definitely like be a big thing, and like you said, like it's fucking stupid. Liverpool, just get over it, guys. Like it, it's how the, how the fuck have we got onto Liverpool? Although that being said, if someone broke Kane's leg, I'd be fucking down their house kicking the door down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Fulham lost away at uh, Palace. All I had to say about this really is Fulham are a terrible, terrible football team. Oh mate, no matter what, no matter what Fulham do or what league they're in, they're always in the Championship. They're just a Championship club. I think the best thing they've done so far this season is the Scott Parker Streets remix. Yeah. Did you see Kearney's uh, strike? I thought yeah, that was, was very, very sweet. Yeah. Didn't see it, mate. No, you didn't see anything, did you? <laughs> Palace's first goal was a really nice finish from, um, oh, what is the lad's called? Um, Wilf Zahar fed him and it was his first goal for, for, um, for Crystal Palace, but really nice. nice for, for, for a change to actually see Roy, Roy Hodgson's team actually like putting a few passes together rather than just playing on the counter-attack. Like they actually looked half decent. But Yeah, yeah. Well, we can come, we can, that's all I've got to say about that really, but we can come around to you now, Sean, because you're going to do the whole match analysis for United-Chelsea. It's the only game you watched this week. Uh, I've got one lined up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's all I got. Really it was a fucking waste of time, wasn't it? Yeah, it was fucking awful. It was, it was, I, I, I actually put out a message on the chat to my mates and said, what do you think is the worst matchup within the top six, like consistently across games? And United Chelsea is one that stands out to me. I mean, I said that all Spurs games against the top six are good because everyone hates us and we're also really weird and shit. So the games are bound to be really interesting. Whereas I feel like when United play people, they have a tendency to sort of not want to lose the game. So it can be quite passive at times. And then you do fall back on Rashford recently, I find, quite a lot to get things done. I think I think all these tactics were were weird this game. I really... I'm not really convinced on McTominay and Fred in that midfield. He seems to like it. I think personally, like that's 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 not Man United. That's too defensive. Like yeah, that, too, too to me, just two yeah. holding midfielders. Like I wouldn't, I would never want to play that. And like, and I spoke to James today, like about 
the fact that Sochar is getting shit from loads of people at the moment about not playing Van der Beek. And I fully, fully agree with everyone who's saying it. Like, why spend 40 million on a player and not even start? He's, he's not started one game. He's played in most of them, apart from the actual uh, the PSG and the, and the Chelsea game recently. But this is like one thing which I feel like Oli needs to, to improve on in terms of uh, substitutions, tactics-wise. Like, he's... He's really he's lacking definitely, and I I think that probably showed a little bit with Lampard as well. Like I, yeah. they didn't make changes until maybe like the 60th, 65th minute, and they made a few attacking changes. But really, like both teams, like you said, I think both teams were, were happy with a draw. Yeah, and it seemed like both teams kind of came out with defensive lineups. I mean, yeah. I sound saw that Frank he tweaked the lineups. So he had he had more at the back, I think. But then I've seen loads of people being up Chelsea's arse about like, mm-hmm. oh, so good that they they took a point at. Severe, and they took a point against United, and I'm like, yeah, but they had one shot on target against United, and they and got like 200 million pounds worth of like attacking players. Like, you want it more than a shot on goal? Doesn't matter who you're playing against in the world. You should be at least putting in a few opportunities with that quality on the pitch. No, it's it's bizarre though because this season's been so goal heavy that we had a game where both defenses actually played really well. Mm. Harry Maguire coming off the back of actually big shout out to Lindelof as well. Lindelof yeah. was fucking mint this game, and I don't say that a lot about him. But I think it, it really stood out this season, like glaringly, because it was just a game where both defences played really well and the attacks weren't that, that were pretty toothless. But we're so used to games being 4 3 and 3 0 and this and that that we're not used to sort of a boring match, really. Yeah. Uh, talking to Maguire, what did we make of the yeah. his challenge? Well, yes. I, yes, challenge, yes, yes. Challenge in yes. air penalty. Yeah, hundred percent penalty. Just yeah. giving Azpilicueta a little hug from behind, wasn't he? It was yeah. definitely a penalty. Yeah, hundred I mean, percent. You saw it from one angle, and he had his arm hand around his neck, and then you saw it from the other angle, and he had his other hand on his body. <laughs> no, it was hundred percent. I'm definitely a penalty. Don't want to bash on VAR because it's in United's favour, but what's the fucking point in VAR? I saw a thing. I think I was on Reddit, and someone made a really good like analytical post about it and saying about our VAR is good, but Premier League VAR is wank. This person watched like loads of Bundesliga and like it's not really an issue there. They don't have these same sort of like really obvious errors. Yeah, but it was apart from that, it was I don't know. Chelsea seemed to dominate in the first 10, 15, 20 minutes and then I'd say they, they dominated most of the first half, to be honest. Yeah, and then it was kind of like nothing in the midfield, and then United kind of came back into it in the last five, ten minutes. I thought when you bought Pogba and Cavani on, you actually looked a lot better. Well, this is what I'm saying, boys. Like attacking presence. This is what I'm saying. And to be honest, like, again, I, this is just a personal thing, but I, I thought he made a stupid decision bringing Matter off. I thought Matter was probably our best player in the first half. And then about the 55th, 60th minute, something like that, he took him off for uh, um, Cavani and, and Pogba and then ended up putting Bruno Fernandes on the right, which just isn't, I don't know, man. Like, that that's just obviously preference, but I, I really, like, I. I think Ollie's substitutions have got a lot to live up to at the moment still. Like considering when you looked at that bench, how much quality is on that bench, like you could have made a better start in eleven and brought on the likes of Fred if we were already up one nil. When you're already when you're sixty-fifth, seventieth minute and you're trying to throw players on to win the game, it's more difficult than them starting because it takes them a little bit of time to get in, into the game and stuff, doesn't it? So yeah, it was is weird. It? But again, I can't really co- I can't really comment too much because he did play an absolute blinder against PSG. So, you know. 
here's a question for you. They asked it on they asked it on another podcast I was listening to, but have, have a listen to this. Could you make with the players that started? Could you make a seven aside team that could beat? the bench that Man United had. So Man United's bench was Pogba, Cavani, Greenwood, Henderson, Matic, Van der Beek and Twanzebi. Yeah, Twanzebi, yeah. Yeah, out of, a, out of a starting 11, no. Like, you couldn't... The, the, the bench would have made a better starting seven than, than, the, than the starting 11, without a yeah. doubt. Yeah. Without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, it's debatable with, with between Henderson and De Gea, but... Everyone else pretty much, maybe not to Nzebi over the defence, but everyone else, Greenwood, Cavani, Pogba, um, Van der Beek, all of them put on the day, maybe Matter was better than a few of them, but really like the rest of them are, are head and shoulders above the players on the pitch. Maybe Bruno with the exception, but yeah. Cavani's Ashford, got to be the most United signing I've ever seen. Don't be jealous, mate. Don't be jealous that <laughs> Levy didn't want to put his, his hand in his pocket enough. And he put his hand, he, he broke through the bottom of his pocket, mate, I think. No, he didn't. James has already told, told me about this. You had a net spend of 60 million, mate. 60 million. Like, Aston Villa or uh, what's-his-name are probably spending as much as that in, in one transfer window, mate. In my mind, that's, that's amazing. But that's what I'm saying. Daniel Levy never breaks the bank. Always wants to balance the books, doesn't he? I just, smart, I just, smart business, you might say, mate. I just can't see Cavani being amazing for you, honestly. I just can't see it, personally. Well, we'll, we'll have you back on in three or four weeks, mate, after he bags a hat-trick against He's Everton next weekend or against Arsenal <laughs> next weekend, and we'll have you back on, yeah? He was doing bits for me in fucking FIFA 12, mate. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you know what? Uh, the thing is, no, like I, I don't know. I really don't know. Like he's not. It obviously wasn't a signing that Man United wanted to make, really, was it? Because they had all of summer. They could have brought him in in literally like July or August and been like, right, let's get him acquainted with the whole squad. Let's get him to a you know a good level so he's played with all of the players, and then they just shit themselves at the last minute because they didn't get Sancho. And then there you go. And let's be honest, they spent, they spent 40 million on a player. They're not even starting. And Ed Woodward didn't want to spend 18 million more on Sancho. This is the fucking stupidness of Ed Woodward. But anyway, James is rolling his eyes. Let's crack on to the next game because I'm bored of talking about how shit United were. Liverpool 2, Sheffield United 1. Fuck Liverpool, move on. <laughs> <laughs> Liverpool actually came back from being behind, which is... Uh... Pretty incredible. Guy which I did actually mention, Jota, I thought was an amazing signing for Liverpool. Mm. Just saying. I agree. And uh, uh, Firmino can score at Anfield again, which is, <laughs> is pretty huge, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's crazy how little he's got for their central striker. I know they play him as like a false nine or whatever they want to want to call it, but it is crazy how few goals he actually scores. Like I know he links the play up really well, but... As a strike, you still want... So if Marnie or Salah don't score, like they do, it's a bit of a weird one sometimes, but I guess that's why they brought in Jar. I've got a bit of a controversial opinion that I think Mane is as important, if not more important to that team than Van, Van, Dyke, uh, Van Dyke. Yeah, Mane is... It's just an yeah. unbelievable footballer. They look, they look like a totally different team when he's not in it. It is, it is unbelievable. He's a ridiculous player. He is ridiculous. No, I was going to say, I think, I think exactly the same with Salah. Salah's had like more praise, but uh, that, that goal which he scored, which was actually offside, you see it, James, where yeah, yeah. he just literally takes it down with his right foot, uh, with his, yeah, with his right foot, and then just pings it with his left foot. And I was like, 
he, he's like half of his arm was offside and it was just like that's an injustice to to disallow that goal it's fucking amazing I do want to give honourable mentions to uh, Sander Berg though he's a, such a good footballer I think yeah no no uh, what's his name I, I who was who was the lad that scored for them because he oh no because it's a penalty wasn't it yeah that was him it was, was um, him. McBurney him. McBurney should have within like the first like 30 minutes he had like a one-on-one with Allison, which he should have put away and if if he puts that away and it's 2-0 in the first half that's a different game that is but yeah, uh, yeah. Vandenberg was, uh, mate. He's he's a fucking class player. He is. I was quite surprised when they bought him Sheffield United because he was tipped to be like uh, to to a, like a really big team, I think. But mm. they kind of snapped him up. Yeah, I, I, I was. I remember telling you. I remember talking to you about it, Jim, and I was saying he's decent. Yeah, really good. Moving on, then Southampton smashed the league leaders, Everton two 0 Maybe Everton aren't untouchable. I'd, I'll be honest, I've only seen the highlights, but they did. Everton still look decent. Like they still look like yeah. they put up, they put up a, a, a like some resistance. But I, I gotta say, uh, Hassel Hooten, or how do you say his name? Hassan Hootel. Ralph Hassan Hootel. Uh, mate, fucking hell. Al, Alpine Klopp, mate. I've said it before and I'll say it again. He is he is unreal. He's got Danny Ings absolutely bagging goals, aren't he, mate? Ings, mate. Ings is great. Yeah. yeah, I think just to, just on Hassan Hootel, I think after Southampton, he's going to go somewhere big, I think. I'd love to have him at Spurs. Get hands off, boys. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> Levy won't put his hand in his pocket enough for, for, a, for a manager like that, mate. Don't worry. Well, Mourinho's on 15 mil a year, mate, so... Is he? Um, yeah. Um, anyway, Danny Ings with two assists. I've just noted here, he seems to be taking a leaf out of Kane's book a little bit. No, no, no one's got anything on that. Great, wicked. Uh, <laughs> did you see the uh, I never know how you say his name I, I, some of the commentators say Dean and I'm like isn't it Dinya Dinya Digney Digney I don't know Digney yeah did you see his straight red on Kyle Walker Peters yeah I did and I did and I got it looked a little bit accidental to me I must say it was rough though don't get me wrong yeah. I think it was in the red but I think, I think his foot got caught on the back of his leg as he was running yeah but at the same time that still could be dangerous as an accident. And that's kind of what it's about. I've, I've also always thought he was a bit of a cunt, that guy as well. Who, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's Maybe a little he rat, isn't he? A rat boy. But, um, yeah. Spanish rat, mate. I thought he was French. Was he French? <laughs> Spanish. You're so Brexit, mate, honestly. God, we're flying through these. Lovely stuff. We've only got seven minutes left. Daniel, do you have any feelings about Wolves drawing with Newcastle 1 1? I'll be honest, that's the one game I haven't seen any highlights for, so I'll probably bow out on that and let you let you guys discuss that. I've, I've actually seen the highlights, so I, I can talk on this. Murphy free kick, decent. Great name as well. <laughs> yeah, it was, is, that, is that where he curled it around the wall and bottom yeah, right? Low, low right, but they 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 tricked the goalkeeper with the left footer, which was good. Yeah, I fucking rate Wolves so much. Neto looks really good as well. Makes such good signings and they play such a nice football. Like great um, team. Jimenez's goal though was fucking peng. Yeah, yeah, he's he's fucking sick. So good, isn't he? I thought interestingly, um, last four times these two teams have played each other, it's always been one-one. Newcastle were a bit dodgy, to be fair. Bogey team. Yeah, they obviously have a bit of a, you know, something something going on there. I think. Um, and Wolves have got the most clean sheets in the league so far this season. Pretty impressive considering some of the score lines. Yeah, man. I'll wait for this for this Arsenal Arsenal versus Leicester game coming up now, isn't it? Mate, I got a nice little fact. Jamie Vardy, 11 goals he scored against Arsenal and most he scored against any other team in the Premier League. So Arsenal really don't look up to it at the moment, do they? They're, uh, they're a bit up and down and uh, 
I don't know. I, I don't know if this is like the start of of Leicester comeback, or if it's just that Arsenal are kind of dog shit. He's ready. Is he ready for it? Drop it, Sean. That's not what I expected it to be. Oh. I can't. I can't find a good poo sound effect. It was like poos dropping into into toilet water. Oh. Um. Interestingly, Dan, on what you just said about Jamie Vardy scoring goals against Arsenal. Do you know yeah. who the player who scored the most goals against Arsenal is? Go on, Harry. I think, I think it's probably Aguero. Oh, who? Rooney. Rooney, is it? Rooney. Twelve, Twelve goals against Arsenal in his time at United. I think. I bet Aguero is not far behind that though. No, probably yeah, not. I bet he's not. He does love bagging against Arsenal, doesn't he? So that kind of begs the question: Are Arsenal an expensive Burnley? I think you're fucking doing Burnley a disservice there, man. <laughs> Nah, nah, you guys, you guys are fucking Spurs heads. I'm going to defend Arsenal a little bit here. Like, I think Arteta's still getting like his team together to know actually what what his best formation is and still and and best team is still. I do generally believe. I think I think Arteta's a, a really good manager still. I think he's I think he will turn it around. And I do think they'll get top six, top seven. I think at least. No, but, I'm going to put I'm going to play devil's advocate on that and say I think now is the time that he's got that team together and he's got his identity and I think that's what's happening to it. I think he's drilled them so hard that their systems are quite predictable and it's kind of like uh, dampening their creativity a bit. I was saying to Sean earlier, um, when we had Liam on a few weeks ago, Arsenal fan, and he was saying how Arteta splits the pitch into like a grid and all this. And at the time I was like, oh, that's really interesting. But now I'm kind of a bit like, is that too much planning? Is that too much system? Does it stifle creativity? Maybe. Although, I mean, Pep's been doing a lot of that recently. Well, look how that's going for him, mate. You know, I mean, look at look at how it went for him, you know, before we got to City, though, and, like, probably one of the most successful managers of all time, you know. Has, any, um, has anyone got any guesses at what the fuck's going on with Ozil? Because he's recently um, just come on woodwork and tweeting loads and this and that, and Arsenal fans are pissed off. And When's his contract run till? I think it's the end of this season, I think. Is it? And what is he, he now? Is 31, a, 32 or something? Yeah, 31, I think. He's just a grade A weapon though, isn't he? That's what it really is. <laughs> Actual grade A weapon. Just happy to sit on the sideline getting 100 and, probably 160, maybe more, 1,000 a week. He's just on 350,000 a week, mate. Get the fuck out of here, mate. Yeah, 350 a week. <sighs> He's my favourite Arsenal player. <laughs> that is actual madness, mate. Yeah. Is that is that a hundred percent confirmed? Yes. It's over three hundred for sure, but I heard three fifty. <sighs> mate, that is a that's a madness. I wanted to just bring up Pepe. I don't know. I've seen him getting a lot of stick online. Obviously he's a very expensive winger, eighty million. A lot of people online just talking about how he can't his only his only tactic of play seems to be just dribbling into a group of players. He's only young though, isn't he? He's still only what, like 22, 23, isn't he? I think he's only like 23. I think he's still got time. I think he is, I think he will be a good player, but you can't really rely on young players like that at the time when when you've got like the whole team are sort of out of sorts at the moment, aren't they? A little bit. But But then you're like around him, he's got Lacazette and Aubameyang and Lacazette's really like he he doesn't look the same player he did like three like two or three years ago. He does look dropped off massively. Yeah. He does look like he's a different a bit of a different player, I must admit. Like Abamyang, this is a thing like last season, I think Abamyang kind of saved them so much by doing so much work for them and stuff. Like 
and and just scoring unbelievable goals. Like they are gonna. It's kind of like how United managed to get third, and now like next this season, you're thinking, all right, well we have to kick on, we have to do something else, and it's like we're same with Arsenal. Winning the FA Cup might have actually kind of fucked over Arteta a little bit in mm. terms of how the expectations are now. Maybe. Let's quickly talk Liverpool West Ham next weekend then. Right, I'm calling it now, boys. It's 2 2. Antonio with the screamer. 2 2, mate. You can guarantee it. They're against a top six team. Oh, I don't know. I can see Liverpool like smashing them, and then that'll be the end of West Ham's decent run, I think. I'm gonna say or, two I'm gonna say two 0 Liverpool. Or West Ham will win, and then the next week they'll play like Fulham and lose <laughs> with their West Ham. So we just got three completely different results there. I'm going for a draw, Sean's going for a win and, and you're going for a loss. Yeah. I don't know whether I can see him winning myself. I'm probably with you on a draw, broom. to be fair. Mate, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Moisey, mate, he does what he wants. Against the top six, he does what he wants. Can I introduce a topic in that's not on the running order? Sure. It won't, it won't take long. I just want to give a shout out to VVV Venlo, who got beaten 13 nil. <laughs> This By week. Ajax. By Ajax. And there was five goals scored in between the 50th and 60th minutes. Yeah. It was it was only 4-0 at half time and it ended 13-0. It was oh, fucking dear. crazy. I didn't see the highlights, but I mean, just to see five goals in, in 10 minutes is just... I watched the highlights and it was fucking tragic. <laughs> it was it was it was ridiculous. They give they just gave up, didn't they? <laughs> it was that, and also Ajax were just out for blood. I think like after Liverpool, I think they were they were they were after it. I want to I want a big shout out for my man Marcus Rashford. Don't don't tell me he isn't one of the nicest guys. And that goal against PSG, that was oh. absolute Bilbo Baggins, mate. He was unreal and that's that's all I gotta say on the matter it was a fucking lovely strike and he's a lovely man he's my favourite person he's absolutely ridiculous like can't say a bad word about him at all he's bagging on and off the pitch he's going toe to toe with Boris Johnson which you love <laughs> you love to see don't you really that guy that guy has got the worst defensive record in hey, government have you seen, have you seen him do, yeah have you seen him doing step overs mate oh I've seen him cleaning out a kid during a rugby match <laughs> Nah, mate, Rashford bagging, bagging, winning goals in Paris, and then going back, and then the next, the next morning, like getting up and giving kids food, and going to a food bank and helping his helping at a food bank with his mum, like, and, and then orchestrating thousands of businesses donating food and this and that, which is yeah. depressing as fuck because the government can't feed kids. Yeah, it's mental. He, he, literally, he literally, how old is he? He's twenty, isn't he? Twenty-one. I can't 21. remember. Um, but I, like literally, like after the game, after the Chelsea game, he they they've like looked at his like his Twitter feed and like literally, I think it was something like seven minutes after the game finished, he was back on Twitter like organizing more restaurants, giving food to kids. Like I think I do. I was speaking to my housemate. Generally, like I felt like the Tories gave him that MBE because they thought, all right, he must be in it for himself, right? Like if we give him this, he'll just shut up and he'll go away. And he's like, no, like, fine, I'll take the NBA. But also, like, there's still kids out there which are, like, kind of need some food at some point, like, over the, the school break. So, yeah. We've seen um, Sterling's now started something as well. Like, that was to support 
I can't remember what it was. I mean, I'd, I'd love to see it if this was the start of like footballers like mm. putting a bit of money and like status into you know charities and things like that. I think that'd be really cool. I've got a lot of time for Sterling as well. The, the anti-racism thing, which he's trying to get off the ground at the moment, like in terms of like uh, bullying on social media and stuff, is like I got a lot of time for that. Like fair play to him. He's yeah, he, he does make a lot of like create a lot of awareness for it, doesn't he? Definitely. And he's just been chucked under the bus so many times for things that just aren't even his fault, basically. It's only yeah. Just, yeah, man. That's the main reason. Yeah. Like that, I mean, very, very... We don't want to, I don't want to go down a rabbit hole with it, but very, very quickly, like, the fact that the, the Daily Mail put that article up out about him having a gun on his... Uh, having a tattoo of a gun on his arm, <sighs> and they made it out to be, like, literally the worst thing known to man. The dude's 24... And he's and he's got some tattoos. Like, who gives a fuck? Like, he does what he wants. It's his own body, right? Like, meanwhile, meanwhile, we've got a fucking bloke on Sky's latest reality television show with hit fucking Nazi tattoos all over his face. Bet the Daily yeah. Mail aren't fucking mentioning that. <laughs> anyway, we've we quickly slipped into a politics show here. So. Yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Just to round everything off, I think you wanted to mention Jermaine Defoe, didn't you? Well, can I can I mention two things? Shakhtar beating Real 3-2. And to be honest... You say the, that again. Say that again. Shakhtar. Shakhtar. <laughs> Shakhtar Donetsk, then. Uh, beating Real 3-2. And to be honest, they went in 3-0 down at half-time. And uh, Zidane thought he'd, he'd scored, I think it was like the 90th plus three minutes that they scored, and it got mm. ruled off for VAR. And to be honest, like... I know Real, you know, they're a great team, but I, you do love it when great teams just get shit on by, you know, like you were saying at the start of it, David versus Goliath, it was one. And it was... Um, and the thing is, like, Shakhtar could have been more than three up. They played I know, really right? Well. I also think, like, Real have been playing terrible, terribly, and then they go and beat Barcelona in their next game. And I'm just like, what? what, what is it? I just don't understand football. It's great. Uh, yeah, exactly. I just don't understand Real as as a club. I just don't understand them anymore. Like they, I mean, yeah. Barcelona in shambles as well. So, like, what's going yeah. on in the Liga? Is it is it a, an opportunity for I don't know yeah. someone else to kind of step in? Tafe, mate, it's their time. Good <laughs> <laughs> Tafe, the big boys. Uh, Go on then, do your little spiel about Jermaine Defoe, mate. Mate, I but feel like yeah. I'm doing this quite a lot about like old players that I'm just like reminiscing about. I did it about. Ibrahimovic last week at 39 still bagging goal two goals again in the Milan derby but if you have chance get on Reddit look at Rangers versus Livingston and Jermaine uh, Jermaine Defoe's second goal is honestly one of the silkiest things you're ever going to see I know he, you don't lose finishing but may it literally the ball just comes over and it's like it's all one motion his foot is is already like striking the ball before it's like his brain's just his brain and his body are working so in sync. It's untrue, man. It's such a nice finish. But anyway, on that note, I feel like yeah, I'm going to stop talking about old players that I. I, I mean, Defoe, yeah. his finishing has always been amazing. Yeah, love that guy. I think that'll do. Short and sweet this week. Let's go watch the match, Sean. Cheers, right, Sean. Um, nice one, mate. No problem. Always. I'll have a bit of poo sound effect next time. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, thanks very much for listening, guys. Appreciate it. All right, All right. cheers, boys. Good and boys. Nice one. Bye. See you later. Bye.